0: This episode of the Golf Gable Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted pilots to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. And Manscapes back. The leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, D-Gens. We got a special guest with us tonight for the Farmers at Tory Pines. It's your boy, Boston Capper with God of Golf himself, Steve Schirmer, and possibly one of the busiest guys in the golf space, Andy Lack. What's up, Andy?
1: Guys, what's going on? It's uh, I'm so glad to join you again. I'm shocked. I got uh, the invite back after I came on here last time and told everyone to bet Xander at six to one to win the (laughs) Zozo. Uh, But uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be joined by both of my uh, good friends here.
2: Hey, listen, you're just betting with your heart there, you know? I mean, it, it was a story, you know, it was a fairy tale of him going back to Japan where he won the gold medal. And, yeah, of course, he was going to steamroll the field over at the Zozo. But, uh, yeah, didn't quite happen. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I mean, you got a lot of things going on. You have uh, the new show Rick Gaiman. Also, you, you were. Mm-hmm. Did you do your interview today with uh, the San Diego uh, local news station there with? Uh, with yeah, Ron did Berg- you, oh, you yeah. don't you don't have you don't have, have Twitter. Twitter.
1: No, oh, I don't. <laughs> I can I can send you the link, Steve.
2: Okay. I appreciate. Uh,
1: I apparently I didn't bomb because they asked me to come back as soon as I finished. they were like, Hey, can you come back and do a midway report on Friday? Uh, but I sent the lick to my mom. And I, so I've never been on TV before, obviously, but I do, I've done like over like hundreds of podcasts. Now I do like five shows a week. So he, he, he asked me, he said, he said, Hey, how's it going, Andy? And I was like, it's going great, man. What's up? And my mom was like, <laughs> My mom's like, next time you go on television, like, don't call the guy man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. It, it creates a sense of familiarity, man. It's fine. It's perfect.
1: It, and he's like a local legend, apparently, um, that is really cool and surfs and all that stuff. So he's great. Yeah, I'll send you the link, Steve. I, I, right, I didn't embarrass myself. No, you it.
0: didn't. You did good, man. You did good. You look good on TV, too, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Leave guys. All right. All well, right. All right. So uh
2: listen, why don't we get right to it? Um, so I mean, you you go into a lot of depth into your podcast. Especially I really appreciate the the podcast you did last night at Tory Pines because you've been there, you know, you've seen the golf course, you went to the US Open. I appreciate you saying it's a bad golf course and saying it's a horrible golf course to watch golf at. I totally agree. So, you know, why don't you give, you know, our audience just a little bit of just like an overview, just you know, talk about Tory Pines, like what works there? What are some of the things you found that you know, when you did your initial uh, data dive into this place that, you know, stuff you're like you're looking for this week from uh, the players.
1: Yeah, sure. For a spectator, that place is an absolute night. Can I curse again with you yes, guys? Yeah, I can't of course. Work. OK, come on. Um, yeah, that place is a fucking nightmare if you're a spectator. But uh, as far as what it takes to succeed that week for for the PGA Tour pros. Um, so I, I, you guys know, but just just for all the listeners, they rotate between the north and the south course on on it will this time it'll be wednesday and thursday and then friday and saturday they do the south um the south is way harder the north is like 7200 yards and and pretty scoreable, whereas the south it's like almost 7800 yards really narrow fairways smallest greens um I, the thing that i talk about the most with tory pines is I think that there are certain courses that we go to every year where um, some players start on second base, right? Like some players have a a built-in advantage at some of these courses where you have a lot of longer holes, where you have more narrow fairways, where there's more of a penalty for missing the rough because of um, – there's this Kikuyu rough, and you really can't hit a four iron out of this rough. Um, it's hit or miss. So, this is one of those courses where your John Romm's, your Tony Finau's, you're your Hovlin's, your Rory's, your Jason Days in his prime, like those guys are starting on second base because the way that they drive the ball and how good of a long iron player they are. Now, doesn't mean that your Patrick Reed's can't win. Um, or your Mackenzie Hughes, or your Alex Norton, they just have a harder path to victory. But I think in terms of like the main things that I'm weighing, guys, if your driver is a weapon, that's a huge bonus for me. Um, If you are a good long iron player, that's a huge bonus for me. And if you're not either of those things, like you better be unreal around the green, and you better have a lot of uh, positive experience on POA, because POA is a surface that you know, we could do a whole different podcast on POA.
0: That's for you, too. That's for you, too. You guys, yes, you guys can do, your, you can do that on your own time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no.
2: So, so I appreciate what you said about that, because I I had a similar spiel last night that, you know, everybody is going to come to this tournament with, all right, I need length. I need distance. I need, you know, long iron plate. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what everybody's going to play. But I think you kind of touched on it. Like the secret sauce, this thing seems to be around the green around the green mm-hmm. game and putting just because like you know the greens are so difficult to putt on you know it's, it, it's it's a little bit awkward around the greens too and it seems like when you look at like the a commonality of all those guys like i mean patrick green at Brand snedeker john Robb, and jason day like yeah those are basically different players but all of them are really good scramblers all of them are pretty good putters, like and that's kind of the link that kind of you know, connects all those guys. And that's a little bit what I'm looking for, too. And I I think you bring up a good point where, you know, if you're looking to differentiate yourself, especially in DraftKings, because it seems like everybody's loading up on just length and distance this week. Like, there's some guys that if, yeah, they're a little shorter and, you know, they have their work cut out for them, but they hit a lot of fairways and they just, you know, can save strokes by getting up and down for par, like converting on that birdie, or they put well on the poet greens. Like, you know, that's, that's a big edge, and a lot of those guys are low on and we'll go over a, talk, a couple of those guys tonight. But there's another thing I want to talk about with you, too, and I I I was I want to pick your brain a little more on this. So, you know, you started going over some of the differences between, like, Greens. Like, you know, they're not all the same. You know, you have your East Coast Greens, which, you know, you said are, like, you know, a little more, like, bent and, like, mix, But, you know, one thing I, I wanted to ask you about, because I hadn't really made that connection, is you talk about Riviera. And those are greens but those are, you know, a little different than Torrey Pines. Like so,
1: light green, Yeah.
2: OK, yeah. So I so I want to ask, like, you know, like, so what's like the difference between the two? Because, like, I mean, you know, you would think like, OK, like I want to go West Coast Poa, but it's different. So you know, can you just a little, go a little more about that?
1: I, I think it's just where they are in the well, actually, that doesn't even really make sense because. Tory because San Diego is south. No, I, I don't. I, I don't know if there is a huge difference between the greens at Riviera and the greens at Tory. But the reason why I raise that is because visually, there's a dark. There's like a dark green esque splotchy mm. aspect that you see at Tory and that you see at Pebble Beach, but at Riviera it looks. Uh, it's lighter in color. Now, this could be about how the sunlight reflects on the course, right? Like Mm -hmm. there could be absolutely zero difference. Um, Riviera is kind of in a canyon, right? So it could just Mm -hmm. be the way that the sun is reflecting around the mountains. But no, that was the reason why I said that. I don't know if there's a specific difference between the – they're both West Coast polo and they're both not – I don't believe – riviera i can check up on it too but i don't believe riviera is blended with bench or anything like you get on the east coast with some of the yeah it's not okay so there you go so honestly it may just be the sunlight but i don't know did you am i crazy did you notice that too did did you notice that Riviera, it's a little bit of a lighter surface? No,
2: I, I do. I mean, it definitely, like, I was actually surprised when I first looked at Riviera. I'm like, oh, those kind of look like bankries because they look actually nice. They, they do. Nice, but no, they're, they're, they're Poa. And, you know, the ones at Torrey, the ones at Pebble, I mean, they're blotchy as shit. And you're exactly yeah. right. I, like, and one of the things I was thinking about in my car ride home because I always just think about golf is, you know, we're, we're trying to pinpoint guys who are really good on these Poa greens. The problem is the sample size is really small. We have Tory, we have Pebble, we have Rare. And now there's a lot of guys who play those places a lot. But like, you know, some of these guys who haven't had a whole lot of rounds there, like we can't definitively say if they're really good on Poe or not. We kind of look at a number. We can look at what they've done in kind of small sample sizes. But, you know, who knows? We're still kind of taking guesses on some of these guys. So I think that's a little bit of a challenge this week.
1: Well, let me ask you this. So are you out on East Coast, Poe? Are you out on like winged foot?
2: Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not using it. I, I looked at just basically what I did was, yeah, I, I looked at just Tori. I looked at Pebble and I, I took Riviera too. So I, I just, I know it's West Coast Poa. Like, you know, I, I know there's some bent Poa mixes that have different like combinations. Oh. Like on the West Coast, like it's Silverado. Like I know it's a bent poem mix. I think it's mostly Poa, but I'm not going to use it. Or like, yeah, I know they say that at TBC Harding Park, it's bent grass. Eh. I don't know. We'll see. That's
1: POA. I think that's more POA. This is cappers nightmare nightmare, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Even to like, even so, so Oakmont and Shinnecock actually are like a rare blend of, they actually don't have bent in them. So there's like a strain of POA that some of those Capper's nightmare. there's a strain of POA that they have at Shinnecock and, and Oakmont that's pure POA, but it's an East coast. But even so,
2: that's only one, that's only one event for everybody. If they even played it. So like, I, I guess what I'm saying, like, 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 there's so much data we have on Bermuda. There's so much data we have on bentgrass. Like, we can look at some guys, like, all right, you have, like, 50, 55, 60 rounds on these surfaces. Yeah, I know if you're a good Bermuda putter. Yeah, I know if you're good on bent. Yeah, I know, like, even the bent poem mixes, like, even though they're kind of different. But, you know, like, I have, there's a lot of golf courses that have those that we can go through in pg Tour. here, like, it's really specialized. And I I think, like, I I think one of the things we got to be careful this week is, like, we might see a number. Where it looks bad, but maybe it's just one really bad round that's kind of dragging things down. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think the putting thing is definitely, you know, something that everybody's talking about. I think you got to be a little careful with, though, just, so, you know, like, make sure that, like, you're looking at a number and say, like, OK, like, is that actually real?
0: So I think I think Andy said it good on his podcast. He said putting on Poe is a confident like you have to be confident in your stroke mm-hmm. and I like the way he broke it down with his podcast. So if you guys want to listen to that, feel free go listen to us and what breakdown on Paula uh, over there. Uh, I got a question for you real quick though. So with it starting on Wednesday, I mean, it's got to favor the guys who are super familiar with here, right? Cause it jacks up all the routine. We all know golfers are mental about their routines. So moving this thing up one day, do you think it's going to think it's going to fuck with the guys who haven't played here a lot?
1: Maybe. I mean, I think it, like, kind of just what you talked about there just made me think about this, too. Like, I think there's guys, like, I think Snedeker comes here every year. You talk about the confidence service thing. And I think Snedeker comes here every year, and he's like, I can make putts on these screens. Like, you, you listen to the quotes, and he's like, I can make putts on these screens. So that's why, that's why the Xander thing at the U.S. Open with the arm lock is so fr- was so frustrating because it's like, it's like, dude, like, don't do this on POA because – POA can get in your head super quickly. Like you're going to hit a couple putts on POA that you think are good putts and they may not have the result that you want. And then that can really fuck with you for the rest of the round. That's why I was like, that's why I wish Xander didn't do that on POA. So I think if, I think kind of to answer your question, Capra. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. Are you guys looking at like, are you guys thinking like guys that played six hour rounds at, at the Amex? Maybe they're going to be a little tired cause they've only got one day of like, are you thinking about that stuff? I haven't really thought about. So it, I've that, that really has crossed my something. mind
0: that that part hasn't, but I was just thinking about like the schedule and moving it up a day. And you know, these guys are what can we call them pampered fucks? Right. So yeah. if they, if they're one day out of their routine, like, Who's are we going to have some divas in here who just can't mentally handle it? Because typically on Tuesday they're doing this and now they're going to play on Wednesday. And I mean, you hear about body clocks in different sports, too, right? Like hockey players, they take their naps at two o'clock because they know they're hitting the ice at seven. So their body performs better. Like, I don't know if that changes for the day of the week. You know what I mean? But uh, that's why I was curious. I was just asking.
1: I just have no way to quantify that though. Right. <laughs> I know. Issue. No, yeah. I
2: I I think that's a roundabout way for Capper saying, I think Bryson DeChambeau is a mental midget and it's gonna screw him <laughs> up this week.
1: Oh, I like I like Bryson this week. Okay.
0: Well what's we'll I about know
2: you it. do. I, yeah. I, I
0: We'll talk about
2: him in a little bit. All
0: right. Well, listen, before we stop breaking down uh, who the most popular guys are, listen, if you guys are ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And they are bringing you the excitement of the Win Las Vegas, the online sports betting, and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. And WinBet has some brand-new bonuses. Bet 10 bucks to win 200 New customers who make their first $10 bet, win, loss, or push, will receive $200 in free bets. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted piles to in-game odds, uh, on every major sport, we have what you need to win. If you're ready to play, which you should be, go sign up today and to receive a special offer. Risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com.
2: All right, Capper. Why don't we go over some ownership? Uh, I mean, it's
0: still really early in the week, but uh, why don't I mean, you? you know, is, I mean, it is. I mean, it is. Now. But it might. As well it is, be but it isn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, might as well that's be true. At this point, um, yeah. So the chalk in 10K and above is is Rom. I mean, he's the only one who's chalky. Everything else is pretty spread out, um, and look for good reason, right? I mean, his history here is ridiculous. He's a stud. Everybody loves him except for Andy and. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to him. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. We, we saved a special spot in the show for you. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw, I I face
1: saw face that face. on the outline. Um, yeah. We'll so.
0: talk about exactly what we talked about in our little text chat yeah. on, uh, on Saturday. And then, um, uh, go uh, ahead. Then, yeah. No, no. And then, so the 9K range, uh, you got Burns and then Tony Finau and Willie Z. Willie Z, everybody was all over early. I'm um, pretty sure that number opened at 40. I'm pretty sure it's bet down to like 30 or 28 at this point. And then Finau is the Uber chalk. But it's the same thing, right? You talk about somebody who's comfortable here, yeah. you know, I mean, he plays well here, his history here is awesome. So it's, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, then it,
2: it seems like people think maybe he's going to wake up this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, I might be one of those people. And then um, in the, right. uh, in the AK range uh, it's McNeely and Palmer. I was kind of surprised to see Palmer chalky. Like I like Palmer. And it's just funny to see Palmer as chalk again. And it typically never works out. I don't don't know what tournament he hurt me at. I can't point at the doll where where he hurt me. Uh, But I just know he hurt me at one point when he was Chuck. Uh, But McNeely and Palmer... Uh, okay. Yeah, guys. I mean, I think those are maybe some course history because
2: I know McNeely went over that list last week or last night. He ranks pretty high in the South course. Uh, and I think Palmer's pretty good here, too. Did he finish? Palmer's like, awesome here. He yeah. Down here. Yeah. Yeah. He,
0: Palmer's so. got a great course. Is, it, is
2: this where the narrative that a John Rom course is a Probably. Ryan Palmer course? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah is,
1: uh,
2: is that, is that a trend still alive? Because I think Palmer's missed a few cuts between now and then that Rom's done well at. Yeah.
1: yeah. This and Muirfield, Perfect. too. Yeah. Right. Like Palmer's been good at Muirfield field um yeah probably huh that's that's interesting about that's an interesting range we'll, we'll get to it later but that's that's interesting to hear i'm i'm not totally surprised
0: yep. Yeah. yes so i like i knew just from twitter i knew mcneely's on a ton of guys outrights and things like that um and then i, I guess it was I, I guess it was just a little caught off guy by palmer um and then in the 7k range i uh, was a handful of guys luke list uh mm. let's see he's definitely the chalkiest so far and then you got Aaron Wise, obviously. Uh, everybody thinks he's going to play good this year. Uh, you know, the darling. And then uh, Cam Davis hits it a fucking ton. Aussie, Kukuya, whatever. Patrick Rogers, good course history here. Uh, long then, off the tee, too. Long off yeah. the tee. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that checks out, too. And the 6K range, really, there's not a whole lot of chalk. I mean, you put get a couple guys, uh, you know, right around five, maybe a little more. Svensson, uh, obviously, have been playing well. Uh, Bramlett, holy shit. Uh, yeah. That shot. That shot they, they he's been pretty good here, I think. He's been great. Yeah,
1: I was I was told by our friend uh, Brian Kirshner that Bramlett was a free square this week.
0: Oh, oh no. God. <laughs> God. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, we don't we know how the six K free scare, squares work. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, look, he probably is mispriced uh, based on his current form and his history. But yeah, I mean, dude, Jesus Christ, 10 percent. And go no,
2: around. that that just seems like all right. I'm who's like the longest guy down here who's got some course
0: history, and they just see Bramlett, and they're like, all right, click, dude. So. Fucking so, I got a guy in the K range who I love. I was on last week too, and he did okay, and he's long as shit, and he's got a good course history. Here. Um, okay, so yeah.
1: right. you're a fish if you play Joseph Bramlett, just like if you played Michael Thompson last week.
0: Like, just be nice, all right. Some people, some people got sucked <laughs> into the Thompson narrative. Okay?
1: Oh my god. Okay, it was all bad. All right, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway.
0: Well, why don't we get to it?
2: So why don't we start right at the top? Andy Lack, why don't you kick us off in the $10,000 range? So why don't you give us one guy that you love up at the $10,000 range that you want to play, and then one guy you're fading?
1: Well, what do you think Xander's ownership's going to be?
2: I don't what? buy that it's 12.5% based on... No, cash no cash.
1: way. It's not that. No way. I was going to say like 22.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be probably double what I'm seeing on the screen right now.
1: Well... I think Berger's going to win the tournament, and he's probably not going to be—he's probably going to be low owned because he's overpriced, and he's—he's he's in a tier that people don't think he is. People don't think Berger's better than Price, and people don't think he's better than Burns. People don't think he's better than Spieth, which he probably isn't. But I, I think for this specific spot, I—I'm going to play Berger, and I think that him and Hideki just because people don't think Adakie can win 3 times in 5 starts kind of including myself are probably the best leverage plays here the decision that you have to make is what to do with John Rom because you think what do you guys think 30 again maybe and that oh, yeah, was maybe. the thing yeah and that was the thing that happened last week like I didn't take a look at it but like how did the Rom can't lay lineups do like did the because some people stacked them both yeah i did and that was 60 yeah. percent compared to the two of them and I, I don't i don't i mean but did you do even like because i played scheffler yeah. and, and faded both of them and didn't do very well right so i think the decision you have to make at the top is wrong but probably Xander and burger are the guys i'm playing
0: yeah so it's funny you say that about burger man right so so i was i'm super high on burger for the whole season um, like I, I just think he, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. Um, but he's got bad course history here. Right. And he's, has his it, around the green game improved? Or is yeah, that He's still, good. He's, yeah, okay. yeah. His, his recent okay. numbers are pretty good. He's okay. Over his was
2: last fall. rounds gained about half a stroke. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Listen, uh, listen, uh, listen I, it's, I, it's, I, it's his putter lately. That's been bad. Like, yeah, yeah. That's going back to last fall too,
1: but he's one on poet before him. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yes. And he's also you guys, but you guys think about this stuff, too. Like, why the hell is he 20 to one everywhere? Yeah. Why the hell is he? twenty? This happened to Cam Smith yeah. at, at the Century TOC, like yeah. DraftKings opened Cam Smith at 16 to one. Yeah. And I did the dumbass thing where i spend 20 minutes on a podcast talking about Cam Smith. And then I say the number's too low.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the burgers,
1: burgers, the play. Okay. Burger's the play, I think.
0: All right, so listen, like I said, I love Burger this year, so I was just I'm gonna have to dig a little deeper, man. But if you're that high on him, then I'm gonna have to take a I'm gonna have to take a little deeper look, right? Because I was just worried about the course history here. Um, you're right, he has one on Paula, um, and I guess in my brain, like he, in my brain, he's not a he's not a great scrambler, but yeah, listen, I, I like him better than almost everybody else in this range other than listen, you like you said, you, you have to make your own decision on Rahm. We're, gonna, we're not going to tell you anything you don't know about Rom and his fucking course history here and how good yeah. he is and, you know, whatever, five-tool player, all that shit. Um, so my guy, my, my, my guy's Hideki. Um, listen, his current form is fucking ridiculous. Um, the only, the only, uh, the only grass type, he has positive putting on his fucking polo. Hey, he just came off the best putting performance of his goddamn life. Even if that regresses, his irons were a little loose that weekend. So even if, it, even if that goes up and putting comes down a little bit, you're telling me that that he can't win this tournament? Get the fuck out of here. Like yes, I, 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 And he's got a good history here. Um, last two, whatever, fine, made the cut, but he had a couple top 15s here. And you're right, he's a leverage play. He's going to end up being like you know 10% or lower. Um yeah. I, I like Deki and and my fade is DJ just because of the price point. We haven't seen him in forever. Not a great course history here. I don't know. I, I just can't, I, I can't blindly bet on DJ yet.
2: Okay. All right. I mean, my play is also Hideki too. So I mean, I, I think that's three straight weeks we match on a guy at the top and I, that's gone very horribly for us. So <laughs> yeah, maybe we should fade Hideki, but I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback on what you said. Like, um, you know, I talk about guys who I think have a lot of tools in their bag and that Hideki is one of them. I mean, he's got adequate length and pretty good accuracy off the tee. Great iron player. I don't suddenly think that Hideki is suddenly the king of like a birdie fest. No. I think this is more his speed and you're right. Even if the putting does regress, like he can still ball strike his way to a great finish. I think he's done that. I think one of his top tens, he, I think he lost jerks putting on the weekend. He still, you know, did great. So, and I also feel like, there's a lot of guys on the nines. I think that they can win this tournament, so I don't feel a whole lot of pressure to pick the winner up here. And I mm-hmm. think Kodaki could definitely finish like top five, top eight, like, mm-hmm. and be perfectly fine. So I'm going to go with him and then <sighs> cover your ears, Andy.
1: You're out on Xander. I get I'm not it. On,
2: got- I'm out on Xander this week. And it, it, here, there's a couple of things of concern.
1: The about. wrong people are picking Xander.
2: OK, that's well, how it's not, Nagels would well say. yes, there that, is. Yeah, there, that, that was one. That, that yes, was immediately crossed off. Wrong person, <laughs> there is a wrong person who's picking him. So, yeah, but I but that's you're, I have other reasons besides that. So and maybe you can speak to it. Why is he so bad on the north course? Is there a particular reason for it? Because it maybe. seems like every he, single year, that's what screws him up. And then he's like either make, missing the cut on the number or last year he screwed it up. And he had he made the cut on the number. And it was mostly because guys, it was just a really crazy wind day on Friday. And then he ate up the South course Saturday Sunday. But, like, it seems like he's always kind of fighting Thursday, Friday. and it seems like that it's that North course that kind of screws him up. Like, do you know anything about that? like, why why is he so bad there?
1: Well, he was awesome at the u s. open there. I mean, they yeah, but, played that, four- but that's
2: but that's the South course, though. I'm talking about the north,
1: oh, you're talking about the North, yeah, the, the easier north- one. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. Xander's better in harder scoring conditions, right? Like Xander, I don't think Xander likes like there's pressure on the like you kind of have to play the north course well to win. Um, It really, really helps if you go low there. And and I I don't Xander's better in at places where he has to shoot like three under he's not, I don't like him as much in places where you got where there's like an eight under or nine under out there. I think he, he gets lapped sometimes. So I think it's, it's probably just, his, his game is better suited for harder courses, I think. Right.
2: That makes sense. I mean, you say it's 7,200 yards and it's easier. And I, I did that study back in December, which one of the hosts of the golfing podcast hated, <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, every- so, 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 so there's that. There's also the fact, that, I mean, he's playing Saudi Arabia next week like is he looking forward to that That's like whack. is this kind yeah, of like I'm a ex- like shaking off the rust thing with him i don't Wait, know is I'm,
0: it a guaranteed payday for those guys who go over there for that anyway do they really yeah but a i think fuck? there's a big payday for the winner too Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. So this is the same reason why this is the same reason I say like why Rory went soft, right? You can at some point you have so many zeros in the bank account unless you have a fucking killer instinct like Jordan or Brady. You're going to rest on your laurels. You're going to just be like, listen, how much is how much is enough money? I got a million dollars to show up and it's three million for the win. Like, what's the difference to him? This does not. All
2: right.
1: Yeah. And 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 the only thing I would add too is like. I think this tournament matters to him, man. Yes, like I think, hometown he, kid. I think, yeah, hometown kid. Um, You ask Xander's Zander, got all the money in the world. You ask Xander what is, what he would trade. Like, I don't know, five, 10 million of his career earnings or oh, yeah. that gold medal. Like he's keeping the gold medal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like he's okay. at that, he's at that point where it's not about, I think he wants to win this week. I do agree with you though, about like the whole Saudi thing is just weird, but a lot of guys are doing that. Yeah.
2: No, I know. It, it's not necessarily like he doesn't want to win this week. I just think like he's got he's got that on the horizon. Like he's got it, a big flight over. There's gonna be a lot of money over there. Like there's probably gonna be some media commitments, some sponsorship commitments. Like it's it's a big thing that they're going over there for. Oh, so, I, I mean, I, oh go ahead, sorry. Didn't yeah, it's it's just like it's it just I, I think he's got a lot of things going on for him right now. Like plus it's the hometown thing, and add to it, it seems like when he's had to play the South and North course on Thursday, Friday, like he kind of has gone off to bad starts. And maybe one or two things kind of break badly this time, and maybe miss the cut of the number again. I don't know. That's just me. Like I don't doubt him on the South Course. I think he's great there. It's it's that North Course. It just seems like just I don't know. I don't know. So that, if, that's if only, if only in we had data that we could look at before him on that course. I mean, I have the overall strokes gained. Right, right. That's it, nothing else about it though. But,
1: yeah, yeah, but didn't he play that course in high school? Like, wasn't I? I think when you go to Torrey Pines High School, you you play on the yeah. easier one.
2: I mean, for what I mean, he's losing one point two strokes per That's, round to the field. It's, on, on it's,
1: that. it's weird. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. It's it's, it's, it's weird. odd.
2: It, yeah, he's getting one point seven five on south, which is great. But the north, it's just and if it's it doesn't look like I mean, the weather report I saw, it doesn't look like it's going to be a whole lot of wind Thursday, Friday. Like guys probably are going to go low in the north. So he doesn't go out to a great start there. That might be might
0: be a little bit of trouble. OK. And, OK. And, and Andy, do you, know, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what we call? The Saudi tournament on the show?
1: No. What do you guys call it?
2: Bad Steve. Well, I I stole it from their pocket. It's the bone saw, of course. I oh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: I hate that. I'm so angry that Xander's playing, but you
2: know. Yeah, it, it is it's because a, it's a money
0: grab. It's gross. I hate it.
2: Well, because he's got Phoenix. He's got Riviera. He's great at those two places, and mm-hmm. he's throwing in a trip to Saudi
0: Arabia. Like, what are you do? And now? I know he's flying private, but I've made that fucking flight multiple Have times. You really? Yeah, (laughs) man. Yeah. So what? So (laughs) when I so when I was uh, I was a contract firefighter in Iraq. Um, Shit. (laughs) And so I I know these things. Yeah. So I would fly from Iraq to Dubai, and then Dubai to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to the Atlanta to the house. And that is a long motherfucking flight, and it's miserable. And I don't care if you're flying first class or not. That is a long time to be on a fucking airplane.
1: Capper, that's fast. I'm so glad I learned that about you.
2: That's phenomenal. <laughs> all right, man. All well, right, have... moved on the 9,000 range. I think we put a Oh yeah, we, can. we that's the
0: longest way. we've ever spent on a ten k range.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: we can do ra- we can do rapid fire. I I yeah. That,
0: no, I I I think there's a lot
2: of good things to talk about the 10k range, so yeah. It's it's All, all right. So
0: so, right. so so 9k range it's so I'm not going to take the easy route and go final, right? I mean, you know, for the most part you just have to believe that he's very comfortable here and he's going to top ten it for you like he always does. And that something clicks here. He's very comfortable. Good potter on power. I mean, really, I mean, he was in the mix. I think it was last year. Last year did he come in second. Or Was it the year before? Yeah, I was. He was second last year. I think. he yeah. got Another top five, too. Yeah. So, like, I love, Fino, but like, so I'm going to take Burns. Right. So Burns blew the fuck up that Sunday. Right, he blew up that Sunday. He shot, God knows what. I don't even remember. He was on the he was on the broadcast, and he was no longer on the broadcast. Yeah, he was he was two back heading into Sunday. Yeah, and this is a different Burns. Burns knows how to finish the job now. Like he had that tournament. He was in the mix. You know what I mean? Like he was in the mix. If Reed didn't cheat, maybe he would have won. And uh <laughs> I mean he won by five. Even if he got penalized, he still won. Yeah, he, but that would have changed everything, right? Maybe Reed's headspace head space changes and the butterfly flaps swing in Thailand, you know the thing. Right. So um but anyway, listen, I think Burns is a different golfer now. I think he's I think he's kind of a killer, man. And I feel like this is a this is a spot that he probably feels like he let get away when he was on the ascent. And yeah, dude, I just like Sam Burns. I'm really high on him for this year. Um I think his outright number is garbage, but uh, for DK, I'll take it. Okay. All right. Are you got anybody, oh, you're, anybody yes. you're fading? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fade your boy, Scotty, man. I just, I'm just, i just not feeling it with him right now. With Sheffield, I'm just not – I just don't feel it, man. He doesn't have a good course history here. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just I just can't. I just can't with Scottie. I, there's just something about it. Like even last week when we talked about him, I know he made that nice charge on Saturday to make the cut, but – yeah, I'm right. just not. I'm not feeling Scotty. All right. Well, I'm going to
2: make the case for Scotty then. Okay. Right. Make it. So let's let's rewind the clock last year. So he lit up the North Course. I think he was one back of the lead. I think he shot like 500, or 600 on day one, and then he had those crazy wind conditions on Saturday or on Friday that just you, you have to just throw it out. But there was he lost he lost all the shit putting. Well, yeah, because it's really windy. It was it was bad weather. It's,
1: it's yeah. hard to putt in the wind. I'll Yeah, yeah no, I know. I know. Yeah.
2: So. All right. So, so he lost all those strokes putting. So then that knocks on all his poners. But then he went to the U.S. Open. He gained two strokes per round putting. So I know well, he it's, can a hard, do it.
0: it's a hard. It's a harder course setup. Like I like Scott is one of those guys that isn't like I like we always talk about. It, he's not going to win a, a, a birdie fest, Right. Like he back then, he was still having those like he was always in contention. Then would have just it wouldn't even be a bad day. It would be like two bad holes, like real bad holes to just send him out of contention. So I don't know, man. It's just a gut feeling with me with Scotty. I could be way the fuck off. I'm just not there with him yet. And All right. Well, I mean, I mean,
2: if, if, if I'm thinking that if he did okay putting at the U.S. Open, then I think he can at least putt on Poana, mm. So I can make that conclusion. He's long and accurate off, too. He's a good iron player, good scrambler. I mean, like he kind of checks a lot of boxes of things I'm looking for here. Okay. As far as just a well-rounded player, has a lot of tools in his bag, and if I think that Poet number last year, when he it was just horrible weather, is just kind of an anomaly. If I'm willing to throw that out, yeah, I think he's in. I think he's live for me this week, so I, I like him a lot. And then, um, I'll save my fade till Andy's done because I think I know where he's going. I want to have a discussion about this player. Okay.
1: Um. I, so I, I really it's tough because I, I'm actually not playing a lot of guys in this range because I like two guys at 10 and 10 one mm. um but i like bryson I, I mean i what do you guys think the ownership on bryson's gonna be well
2: like, I, I think it's gonna be low i think people gonna are gonna know, remember last year when he hit into the uh, stellar 2 box and uh, yeah the shank, the shank on 17 i think they'll remember that
1: yeah i like bryson i'll even play brooks if the ownership is low um bryson's probably my favorite I think this is the type of guy at this type of course that I would normally play because of the leverage um, and the price, but I don't like what I'm seeing with Jordan Spieth's new swing routine. It's different. It's changed. There's something going on. He's like mm-hmm. tinkering again and I don't want any part of it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I talked about this. I think after the century tournament champions, like I, he's doing like, it's like that, like a baseball swing kind of like practice. And then like, yeah, he's trying to come over the top there. Like I, I don't like that at all. And yeah, he's, I, he's trying to
1: emphasize the hip rotation, I think, because and turn more. I, I don't like it.
2: Yeah, like it, it seems like he's playing just golf swing instead of just playing golf. Like it's, it's exactly what happened back in like 2019, 2020. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Well said. So I, I agree. And it's showing up in the number. His iron numbers are bad. <laughs> like they're really bad and down from last year. So I'm with that. So, so the one thing I want to mention about Bryson and, and just. Like, I mean, I agree, like long golf course, penal rough, like, yeah, like Bryson all day. Like, I think the things I'm concerned about is like, so everything's out in front of him. And I think I like Bryson when like he can take shortcuts, like carry over the bunkers and like do this stuff. But like here, like where like they moved out the bunkers that now, like I think it's like a 315, 320 carry. And I mean, it's not going to be warm. It's, I think it's going to be mid sixties. Like, can he carry mm-hmm. all those? I don't know if he can, and and, that, uh, and, that, and that's my concern.
0: My, my biggest concern with him would be around the green.
2: And, and, then, and, that, and Aaron Rodgers
0: too. Aaron Rodgers had a better around the green game when they did the Celebrity Championship than Bryson did, and he hasn't improved it. It's been trash. Like, even though you the second, like, like it just hasn't been good. Like, I know he can still finish it, but at a place like this, isn't that like a huge concern?
1: Yeah, that might be a problem. I, I I'm with you. I was just talking about this on the podcast I recorded. Like when a dude gain, when a dude loses strokes around the green nine times in a row. Like at what point is that a concern? Because well, it's weird too. Yeah, it's been nine times in a row. But the other thing that I'll say, and again, this is a rabbit hole thing, but Steve will appreciate it. But I I went I. I did some research on like when I was trying to figure out how strokes gain works and um, around the green, it like, how do I put this? Like if you flub a chip, it's a lot easier to lose strokes around the green from one bad shot than it is to lose strokes around, than it is to lose strokes on approach mm-hmm. if you miss a green or if you miss a fairway. That's right. And so, Like if you flub a chip, if you hit two in the bunker, you could lose like three, four strokes around the green on a hole on like a single hole. And that that is what Bryson has been doing. Um, The question is, at what point is it psychological? with him and you start worried because historically like you look at his long long-term baseline and around the green it's never been like a strength for him but it's never been a problem like this for him either i just I, I like the idea of like he is the number one player in in long iron proximity over a large sample size he's the number one player from 200 yards plus and the main reason for that is he's hitting an eight iron from 215 when a lot of guys are hitting a five iron Um, And this is actually one of those courses where if you miss the fairway, like you can't hit a five iron out of Kikuyu. You can hit an eight iron, though. And that's kind of why I like Bryson. Yeah,
2: no, I I agree with that. I I think like if he drives it really well and yes, if he's in the rough, then it's not really a problem. Like, I think I just had PTSD about maybe what happened that final round. Just like things just unravel quickly for him. Like, like he's like he has like two good rounds and all of a sudden he has like what happened between like holes 11 through 15 or like like that Matthew Wolf, like disastrous first round last year, where he just, he's driving everywhere. And he just getting in bad spots. And, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm still out as far as like, I think the jury's still out as far as like the greens reading book too, as far as that's going to affect yeah. him. Like, and, and like, you know, these are really hard greens to putt on it. And a lot of guys are going to be missing greens, but in order to gain edge, you got to make the putt. And I don't know. I, I think I just, I think I need to see him. but I, I think with Bryson, like, I think for a leverage play, I think it's perfectly fine. I think for an outright, I think it's perfectly fine, too. I just I have concern, it makes me really uneasy to use him because I, I think like he could absolutely like I think it's either the range of outcomes is like second or win or like 50th. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I, but
0: that's yeah. the risky take, which is using
2: Bryson,
1: which is why I took bet an outright
0: on him. Brian. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, listen, before we jump into uh, the next range, uh, you got to support the Golf Gambling Podcast uh, by going to Manscaped. Listen, it's man's best friend with below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer to you. off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. And if my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. That's a lot of balls, guys. Lots of balls, right? About as many as I need uh, a year playing golf. Uh, So listen, the performance package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Inside, you'll get the lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker, ear trimmer, and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant. And toner, performance <laughs> boxer briefs, and travel bag to hold your goodies. Listen, I asked Steve last night. I said, "Listen, the, the ball deodorant is definitely a good thing for golfers. I know my wife would probably appreciate it when I come home from that." But listen, uh, nobody wants uh, no, no females uh, want to be going through uh, the long rough uh, looking for uh, looking for your club. All right, so uh, make sure you get over to Manscaped and use promo code SGP uh, to get twenty percent off and free shipping
2: all right 8K range who's going first all right for so i think I'll, i think i'm kicking it off first so um so i mean we just got done talking about bryson DeChambeau, and here i see 8,500 dollars got matthew wolf and i mean so so i'm gonna throw out last week because he just has never done well at the stadium course at pj west it just it is what it is um i'm willing to throw out last year at the first round of the farmers too guy was going through something you know, I mean, he was having some mental health, health issues and if you're having mental health issues and trying to play golf, you're not going to play very well. So I'm throwing that out. But what I do know is that he came back at the U.S. Open in June. He was co-leader heading into Saturday. He was three back off Sunday. Didn't have a great final round, but yep. he was in the mix. And I if you want to look for guys that check boxes long, go with the long irons. You know, I mean, the POA history, I think is very limited, but it's positive. So that's a plus. And you know, I, I think the concern with, with uh, him and why he was really bad last year was around the reading game. But but yeah, you know, through the fall, he actually posted some really good scrambling numbers. It seems like that's improving. That actually was the one thing that was working last week. I think that was the only thing that was positive for him at the stadium course. I mean, I don't really know what happened to Nicholas and LaQuinta, but I can only go with I see. So, right. no, I mean, so, so I, I think I'm going to go to him. His ownership is really low. I'm seeing, what, 7 percent? So yeah, I'm good with that. And then, I mean, this might be a donkey play, but I mean, West coast, you talk about greens are really tough to put on. I mean, Max home is pretty good on this stuff and, you know, he's got adequate length. His long approach numbers are actually better than I would give him credit for. And I think he's got what, a T 18 at nine last two years. So yep. yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll go with that. And then I'm going to fade Mavic Neely. I, so I, I think this is just an ownership play and Like, I I get it. Like, he's got that T-15, I think, from a couple years ago. He's also got a miscut. Like, he blew up last year in the first round. And what I know about McNeely, like, his best finishes have come on, like, shorter golf courses. And on the longer ones, like I end up doing like this, you know, composite listing of like, like Reese Joneses and like Tom Foss, like, like the big boy golf courses. And like, anytime you get over about 7,400 yards, like he just doesn't do very well there. So like, I understand he's got the lo- good long approach numbers. I understand he's really good put on the West coast. Pillow. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, you got 16% ownership here on him. It seems like he's kind of that trendy pick. I think I'm just going to fade
0: it. All right. Andy, who you got? Nope, do we lose them? Oh, I, I don't know. So, I'll go, I'll go then. So, in the 8K range, uh, I'm going to go. I, so, I'm, I don't need to expand on it too much. But HOMA, when you talk about tough California golf courses, uh, good course history here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to ride with you on HOMA. And then I was originally going to go with Palmer, and then I saw the ownership. Um, and once again, I have been absolutely uh, burned uh, by Palmer uh, chalk. I'm sure I'll have some of them, uh, but uh, I will uh, I'm going to go ahead and pivot. I'm going to go to Reed. man. Look, I know he's not in great form. and I know he cheated last time. I, even, if, even if he didn't win last time, he has a really good course history. Here. He can put on the uh, he can put on this. He is a short game wizard. And at six percent ownership, you're just going to completely skip him over because people don't fucking like him. Like, give me some Patrick Reed. So Holman and Reed for me, and I'm with you. Uh, I'm Bader McNeely just based on Twitter's theme and ownership. That's it.
1: All right. Um, sorry, guys, so much. I, I went, I had back-to-back, I'm doing back-to-back shows, and so I ordered dinner, and my delivery person couldn't find my house, and he, he, he wouldn't respond to any of the messages, <laughs> and he just kept calling me. So what'd I just you, had what, to. What'd you get? Um, I got, like, it's like green leaf kitchen like la you know bowls and stuff like that yeah i eat i eat healthy i'm not i'm ashamed to admit it i i huh. plan some of those la trucks. you're going to look like me by
0: the time you yeah, no head. but i
1: i hate the i hate the la like the you know you know what i'm talking yes. about kale and all that yeah. stuff but it's What's it's pretty it? good
2: yeah, c- come live up here in the tundra. Let's we'll see how much kale you're eating up here. You're probably eating a lot of cookies and comfort food in your survival hole. so who do you like okay like so in the AK? so a- AK um
1: Wolf's the play. Wolf is the play. He was so popular last week. I wanted no part of that. Um and he went a lot of people down. I bet him outright too. And and he he went a lot of people down. Um and this is this is a good course for him, right? Like he he's with Gankus now too. Like Gankus is in California. Um, I, I'm not putting a ton of stock into, he, he had a couple like really miserable holes. I think his first hole of the day of the entire tournament, he doubled or tripled. It's like, I I know what it's like when you play, when you start out that way, it's like, it sucks and it's hard to find your rhythm and you, you lose, you, you like, you can't win a tournament on day one, but you can lose a tournament on day one. Right. And I, I think that's just what happened to Wolf. He actually shot a 66 the next day. So I think Wolf is the play here um, because not a lot of, I don't think people are going to go to him. Um, yeah. You know, McNeely and Palmer really like, I get it. They popped in my handicapping process. I have no problem fading them though. If the ownership is crazy, I, I, what do you guys think on McNeely? Like, you think McNeely is going to be 20%? Is it going to be that high?
0: It could be. I mean, based on even where it's at right now, just and where I'm looking, the amount of people that have like favored him is like four times the amount of calculated ownership. So I think he can easily okay. push 20 yeah,
2: Okay. I so mean, that, anything... That's the one thing, like, not being on social media. Like I kind of have to rely just on these numbers. And I mean, I just kind of look at what I look at and yeah, I mean, there, I mean, yes, I've seen the T 15 here, but I've also seen an ugly miscut and I know he's not very good at long golf courses in general. So yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, that's just enough for me to kind of fade him if he's going to be this popular.
1: Yeah. So anything over 12 on McNeely is a fade for me.
0: Oh yeah. And he's, it he's, all, like, he's already over that.
1: Okay. So I'm not, I'm not playing McNeely. Okay.
0: Okay. What do you all think right. about Reed?
1: pass he's here's the thing with Reed like okay listen if Reed's like five I mean I this was so stupid because I did it last week I I I was like all right if Reed's like five percent I'll play a little Reed and I ended up playing a little Reed um there's this narrative with Reed about how he wins without form that's like partially true um he hasn't played this bad like this is the worst i mean sure. depends how much stock you want to put into a uh, second place at the bermuda which is kind of a corn fairy tour event but this is like this it's bad it's like way it's way worse his his lead in form is is way worse and i think people are going to point to um win last year. And it's like, yeah, like, can Patrick Reed gain nine strokes putting in around the green again no. and win? No. like, sure. But I don't know, man, like no. he, we talk about Bryson starting on second base. I think Reed, you know, I think it's an uphill battle with the way he's hitting the ball right now.
2: Yeah. Can, can I say, can I say one thing about that too? Like a lot of people want to look at his number and say like, Oh, it's, it's, you know, you're just looking at strokes gain number. You're not including Bermuda. Well, let, let's, you know, the long-term stuff on Reed is bad. And even if you throw the Bermuda in there, it's not going to move the needle all that much. He's still losing like 0.6 strokes per round with off the team with his approach shots, even with a good performance at the Bermuda. It's going to move it maybe like 0.05 points. It doesn't make that much of a difference. So like, yeah, like, yeah, we're ignoring the Bermuda, but like the long term trends are still what they are. And you're right. It's really bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Our friend Nagels is, you know, I'm I'm throwing him under the bus here because he was firing shots at me, too, on his podcast. He's like, oh, the thing you're missing about Reed is that we don't have stroke strokes gained from the Hero World Challenge, an event that half the players were drunk at after round one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Come (laughs) on. Reed sucks right now. Oh, Oh, I was like so I was trying to get him into a charity bet. Uh, I'll throw him under the bus, too, because uh, he was so high on Reed. And I was like, uh, and he was shitting on Powers. I was like, Powers is fucking such a better golfer right now than Patrick Reed. And he was digging his heels in. And I was, like, trying to make him do a charity bet. He wouldn't do him because he's, like, 0 and 10 on charity bets first name. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So, yeah, he was in love with Reed last week. Um, yeah, but I guess, uh, all right, fuck it. No, Jeff, no, we, no. Jeff, we love you, buddy. Okay. Yeah, we love you.
1: Jeff. We do cuz he get he's going to get angry.
2: I know he's <laughs> going to get angry. Oh, yeah. I've know. played
1: this game before and like it's all out of love what I tell him is that like I give shit and I talk about on podcasts the people that I love and care about. If I'm not mentioning you, you know, I don't I'm not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Nagels is like family. He's like the crazy uncle that I hey. never hey. asked for, but yeah. I he's family. He's he's family. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's family.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get, we'll get I'll get the I'll get the text of something like yeah, fucking, and he just like three, three sentence like, okay, fucking dummy, and I'm like, okay, all right, it's like fucking seven thirty in the morning, bro. I'm trying to get my kids <laughs> off the school. The, the um, all right. So all right, who we got in the seven K range? Who you like down here, Randy?
1: Um, okay, I'm leading it off first. I am, I'm sticking with Justin Rose. Um, did you guys know Justin Rose um, on Sunday at the Amex uh, best ball striking round in two years?
0: Only because I saw you posted on Twitter
1: yeah it could it could it be nothing sure it could be nothing could he have found something sure is he returning to a course that he's been awesome at yeah i think that like he was good last week he was fine um and i don't know i think that i'm not ready to give up on the guy yet and i think this is a much better course than him and i think his ownership will be really low um there are a couple of guys I like in here. Like I like Mackenzie Hughes too. But um yeah, so Rose is probably my favorite. And then my fade guys, like I just think the thing with like like Molinari and Hoagie, like this is it's Michael Thompson last week. It's like everyone loved Lucas Glover after one. And I actually think Lucas Glover turned out okay, but I, I just like Lanto too, like these gut reactions to one week. And the, and the increase in price, like, it's just, it's a, it's a no. It's a bad recipe. That's a bad way to play DFS. Yeah.
0: Well, I would agree with that. All right. Capra, who do you like in this range? So, I'm going to shock everybody here. Uh, Keegan Bradley. Uh, he, I mean, look, he's a great fucking long iron player. He's fine off the box. He's certainly long enough. And he puts fine for him on POA. He's got a decent course history here. Like we talked about, right? I mean, with these with these approach shots coming from 175 or longer on a majority of these shots, give me a good long iron player, and that's fucking Keegan Bradley. I don't give a shit that he's my biggie. I think he's a good play. He's a little chalky. Um, I'm hoping it'll come down a little bit. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I'm with you on on Mackenzie Hughes. Let me ask you about it. So what is it just, is it just the putter with him?
1: I mean, his short game's awesome too. He was leading the U.S. Open on Sunday. Yeah, like he, yeah. he and and he's actually like a better long iron player than you would think. He's not right. great, but, but he's not. It doesn't kill him. Um, I just it's a good. The ownership's gonna work out. I think for him, I think yeah. he's gonna get. Everyone's gonna play Luke List. And by the way, Luke List number two in my model. Like I get it. Like Luke List, I understand it. But if Luke List is I don't know, twenty percent, and Hughes is like seven percent. Like that's easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. Um, I'm, I, I, so, I, like <laughs> you said, the Michael Thompson thing, but I like Hoagie. Um, he, he said he said he's had two good tournaments in his last three. He has a really good course history here. His price didn't move that much in DFS, and he's not uber chalk. Right, because I feel like people are going along that same line because they just got burnt with Thompson, and I don't even remember who the fucking two other guys were last week um, that burnt everybody. But yeah, so I'm fine with him at that price. It's 7,500. He's still sub 10. Like whatever, it's fine. Um, So I I like those two, and I so so he's a better long iron player, because I was looking at McKenzie Hughes because I wanted to pivot off Lanto And I feel like that's a good pivot point there at that price point. I didn't want any list because of the ownership and I've bet on list and had list and it's not worth the fucking angina having him on your fucking DFS squad watching him push a fucking three foot putt left. Um, Yeah. So I think that's where I'm at in this one. Uh, And I mean, there's really no fades down here for me. Okay. All right.
2: Now, as you guys all know, I am off social media, but I was under the impression that, Mito Pereira is the darling of everybody. Not and people are out this week. Out. Yep. Yeah. Why is that? He's, <laughs> well, never, I mean,
1: played, he, he he's never played. He's right? never he's never played it's his first start of the season, which I agree with, by the way. Like, I think that's a narrative that I semi agree with. I, I would like if you have some reps, and he's never played Torrey Pines before. And there's like two guys in the last 50 years that won on their first appearance. And one of them is, in everyone's opinion, the second coming of Tiger. So do we even Jesus count goodness.
2: that? Yeah, but I don't I don't need Mito to win. Like, I just need to play well. I mean, Will Al showed up here and played well last year. Is he just a good player? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, like. Oh, everything that you probably could want is here from him. He's got a good commission, length and accuracy off the tee. Good iron player, good long iron player. I mean, I know this is limited sample size since like last July. I mean, I think maybe the big ugly number on him is his West Coast POA number is atrocious. But that's from two rounds at the Pebble Beach U.S. Open. We can't make it a a conclusion that he's bad on. Yeah, we don't know. So that's fine. I mean, you also have Joaquin Neiman here. Maybe I'm just a sucker, but I still believe in the talent. Like, again, he like like this is a guy who if we live in an alternate universe,
0: he could have won three times last year. He was hanging out with Mark Wahlberg in his backyard (laughs) playing golf on social media. I was immediately fucking out, never betting on Joaquin.
1: He's also hold on because I was in on Neiman, too. And then I did a little digging. He's he has nothing on POA and he's played it a fair amount. Like he's done it a fair amount and over like a. OK, I mean, I'm like we're talking like you talk about Mito having two rounds on POA. No, uh, I know. I mean, Neiman's had like Neiman's had like 20, 30 rounds on POA.
2: All right. So he's got the U.S. Open last year. He didn't play any other POA. No, he played Riviera. I mean, he lost a little bit. He's, like, he's fo- I, I like Neiman. I, I Yeah, I like. All right, Neiman. Got I cut at just... Riviera. I don't know. I just, I believe in the talent. I believe in, I think he has a high ceiling. And if you're like, if you're looking for a longer guy that is really good with their long irons, okay, you start on second base. So that's them. And I, then
1: like, I like the play.
2: All right. And, and then there's a couple of other guys like, you know, we talked about some, you know, like maybe some under the radar plays because like they don't pop in the models or anything like that. Well, I mean, how about Matt Jones? What do we know mm-hmm. about Matt Jones? He's got some length off the tee. He's a bad iron player. I'll, I'll give you that. But he's a great scrambler, great putter. Good on Poa, and like you know, if you want to say, okay, well, like the wind conditions are probably going to be, you know, maybe a little easier scoring. Well, in that twenty nineteen Farmers that Justin Rose lit up, he was t thirteen there. Yep. So I mean, listen, like, uh, like not everybody's going to be perfect, but you know, I mean, he could, you know, he's got some pop and he's got some stuff around the green with on the greens he can do. And then, and I know you disparaged Michael Thompson last week, but no one's on him this week, and. What I know about Michael Thompson, he hits a lot of fairways. His long approach numbers aren't awful. He's a great scrambler, great putter, and now he's really boomer bust at this event. He's got a bunch of miscuts, but he also has a bunch of top fifteen finishes too. I've seen it, and he's cheap, and no one's on him, so he is playing relatively well. Maybe we can just throw out last week and maybe go back to him. So, those are a couple of plays I like in that range. All
1: right. Well, can I well. ask you guys real quick about yeah, about Gary? What What well, do you then, guys think about what?
0: Yeah. So, so I was in on him last week because I was kind of high on him going into, the, going into the season, right? Like, good pedigree. Hopefully he's over yeah. his torn labor and all that bullshit, right? He looked real bad on fucking Thursday, but I think he looked okay on Friday and all right on Saturday. Like, he was fine. Like, maybe he was just knocking the rust off. He's definitely not going to be owned. He, everybody who was in early on him is not going back to him. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I like- know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd probably be more apt to put him in a top twenty. Um, or maybe even a top ten. He's got a decent history here other than last year, which I don't count because he was coming back from injury. Um, he's got the good pedigree, man. So yeah, I mean I'm 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 fine if you want to be contrarian and go with him. You know what I mean? Like it makes sense as far as like a pivot play. Absolutely mm-hmm. makes sense. I think
2: he's gotta okay. show me
0: something first.
2: That's just okay. that's just me. I mean, I I like it's he's got that T nine, I think, last fall that Makes you think, oh, like maybe he's got he surrounded by a bunch of miscuts. Didn't play well last week. There's always the injury concern. I don't know. I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I think he's getting up there in age too. He's
0: like he's like my age. He's, <sighs>
1: he's like 36. Yeah. It's like all right. Uh, the lineup that the lineup that won with the PME, I played two forty-five year olds.
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I,
1: I like Woodland. I'm okay, I good. I didn't like him last week. And I like him this week, so I'm playing Woodland.
0: All right, I like it. Sweet, I like that then. Uh, that'll uh, that'll have to get sprinkled back in then, because I, I was because we were trying to put together. We're doing a prop show, and there's basically nothing out. And I was like, well, looks like fucking Woodland top twenty is going to be one bet I talk about. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, speaking of props. Uh, you guys got to go over to PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Last weekend was PropSwap's biggest weekend ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures, like Zach from Colorado, who sold his $100, 150 to $1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,500. Zach locked in his profit when he turned his $100 bet into $1,500, and the buyer got better odds than any sports book. PropSwap has thousands of buyers all across the country, and So you will always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So go hurry up and download the free PropSwap app today. It's also got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets, a loyalty program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match up to $500. So join the real sports bettors over on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. All
2: right, your favorite segment, Boston Capper,
0: dumpster diving. Yeah. So, why kick it off? Who are you like down this range? So, I'm going back to Poston again, man. He's 6400, dude. You make the fucking face. Like, I just, I've I, I just, I've never been a fan of Poston. Yeah. And, and so, like, he's got a good, he's got a good course history. here. He's long off the fucking tee. Um, he played well last week. For him, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not expecting him to go out and light the world on fire, but he's 6400, and if he can. Make the cut. Give me a top 15, top 20. Yes. Give me, give me post. I thought he looked okay last week. Um, and then, what do you guys think about going back to Spencer?
1: Oh, I, I love him. I okay. love Spencer.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm going to go back to Spencer. He's only played, I can only find him playing here once. Is that right? Yeah, but he, okay. yeah, that's, that's good
1: fine. though. Like, yeah, that's, that's more than for the rookies. Like, he actually had status in 2019. So, the fact that he's seen it is better than a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so I like and I was on him last week. I, I, he got so much steam. I cut back a lot of my exposure in DFS. I went to Molinari, which fucking ended up working out. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude. So, I'm back to those two. And Steve, I swear to Christ, I'm not trolling you, man. But if you want to make um, if you want to make some stuff fit, don't, don't say it. I'm going to say it. And You want somebody who's got good course history here. Uh, it's Sun Kang, man. I mean, you can you can make you can make some shit fit at 6100. And he's made the cut three out of the last four times he's played here with two top 20s for whatever reason. Don't know why. Whatever he hit a first round leader for me at 1250 to one, I will always be forever to his debt. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, I'm gonna go with him if you really need to make some shit fit because this stuff down at 6,100 to 6,200, it's not great, Bob. I mean, you got Malnati, um, but I mean, do you trust him more than Sun Kang? What's the difference? All right, um, well,
2: everybody loved Hayden Buckley last week, now everybody hates him this week. <laughs> no ownership. I mean, listen, these guys are rookies, all right, they're gonna be up and down, and for me. Nothing's really changed with him. Like I still think he's at least from what I saw in the fall, I know those were Mickey Mouse events, but in the areas that I'm looking in, as far as combination of length and accuracy off the tee, good long iron play, decent putting. Like I know this is his first time, but he's 6900 bucks and no one's on him. I think he's a talented kid. I think these rookies are going to be up and down all all year. Maybe he can finish like top 40 and be like and be worth the price point for you. So, I like him. Um I mean, CT Pan, he's really only got that second place finish to his name here, as far as like a list of like notable finishes. But, you know, again, like his iron numbers are, pr- are pretty good for this range, like compared to everybody around him, you know, especially the long iron numbers are okay too. Like, decent scrambler, good putter. Like, again, like I'm kind of just looking for guys that, you know, even if they're not long, like, how can they kind of make it up? How can they save strokes? And, you know, that's one of the ways to do it is if, you know, you're sticking your long irons, you can ham it a little bit around the greens and on the greens, you know, around the greens and on the greens too. Matthew Neesmith. Like for a while last year, the putter was truly awful. It seems like he's kind of been OK with it lately, like not a total disaster. And he hits a lot of fairways, good iron player. And he made I think he's got like a T55, like a top 40 finish in two appearances here for six six hundred bucks. If he just makes the cut, you're OK. And then for whatever reason, you mentioned Sung Kang, like you don't know why he's good here. John Ha he plays this tournament. Every single year and he has missed cut since 2014 and he's got some top 20 finishes thrown in there. Like even if he comes in form, no form, he just, he, he just gets around here. I think he just, he hits a lot of fairways. He's usually a pretty good scrambler. I mean, he's not a great iron player, but considering how much course history he has here and considering he's 6,500 bucks and seems to always be around on the weekend, just throw him in there. See what happens. Yep. I like it. All right. Andy, what about you? Um, I don't.
1: I usually love this range. I don't this week. I'm not the only guys that I'm. Svenson. We talked about Capper. I'm yep. in on Svenson too. Um, I just the sample size is starting to get bigger. I just think he might be a really good iron player. Um, I'm okay. not totally sure about the rest of his game, but he's been really good from 175 plus, and I think that can take you a long way. At Tory, uh, I'm playing Pan too, Steve. Um, I like a lot this week. Uh, he's had a couple occasions where he's just gained a ton of strokes on POA um, and he's like not as bad of a ball striker that as you would expect. Like He's a pretty good driver of the ball. His irons are pretty good. Pretty good long iron player. He's not going to get beat up by this course. Like he's long enough um, and he's the type of guy that's going to be 1% and finish like T35 mm-hmm. and I think yep. make you a lot of money. And then the only other guy, the lowest guy I'm playing is is Laird, um, who kind of like you said with Ha, he plays here every year. He's made the cut eight out of 11 times. Surprisingly, like, checked, like, Laird's a really good iron player. I, I was like, I didn't realize how solid his iron stuff has been, um, particularly good from 200 plus. Um, he's had some nice success on Poa. So I, I think at 6,600, he's probably the guy I trust the most.
0: Yeah, Party Marty fucking crushed our Wolf ticket. Uh, I think it was last year uh, when he won uh, that two, two years ago. Two so, years ago. Yeah, whatever.
2: Um, so Sung so, Jae crushed our ticket, our Wolf ticket at the Shriners last year. Me too. Oh, I was
1: man. on Wolf. Yeah, I was on Wolf it's too. T-
0: t- yeah. Tough t- scene. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, CT Pan. All right. So I'll, I think I got him in a year long. And I think I played him last week too. Yeah, uh, don't you have Justin's son that year long too? How's that
2: working out for you? Listen, you get, man, you getting money for uh, his uh, corn fairy uh, appearances in Bermuda right now? Listen,
0: bro, I made I threw three lineups together ten minutes before I was going down to Tampa to go play golf and watch the Bruins because I thought I had another week because for whatever reason they started at the tournament of fucking champions, dumbest shit I've ever heard. Um, and and I was like, well, oh, fuck it, here we go, I gotta go. Lego. So it is what it is. I've, 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 I've lost more money on less. Okay.
2: That is, that is true. So, all right. Usually we we reserve the spot for Boston Capital but since we have a guest on and uh, I think he's got a couple of things to say, and we're going to give him just an open mic to air his grievances. So Andy Lack, what are you burning on? And I, I think I know what it's going to be.
1: The pendulum has swung so far in the other direction With John Rahm, guys. And it is so dumb. And people are missing the forest for the trees with this guy. Guys, this happened in basketball. Like, this isn't something new. I'll never forget when John Hollinger came out and the PR statistics came out and the player efficiency, and everyone started writing articles about how Rudy Gobert was the best player in basketball. Right. Because he had the best PER, and the jazz still haven't made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Right. Rudy Gobert is getting MVP votes. And it's like strokes gained is not a measure of greatness. It's not a measure of a player's ceiling. It's a measure of overall consistency. And if you want to make the argument to me that more that Rom is the most consistent player in the world because of his strokes gain number. That's fine. Like I'm fine with that. Morikawa is never going to have a strokes gain number close to Rom because Rom's a better putter and Morikawa's going to have weeks where he loses seven strokes putting. But this idea that Rom has surpassed everyone and he just gets so casually talked about as if he's the best player in the world when you look at his resume guys like you look at his actual resume and after a certain point like this turns into the Brady Rogers argument too where it's like everyone just wants to talk about Rom 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 so talented his hands are so good look at his strokes gained and his backdoor top 10s and it's like okay well if Rom's so good then why isn't he winning more cuz you know who has who's the same age and has a better resume than Rom Bryson you know who's and I. I think Bryson ceiling's just as high as Rom, if not higher. I think what Bryson did to Wingfoot was about twenty-five times more impressive than what Rom did at the U.S. Open. And JT has won double the amount of times as Rom. They're the same fucking age, and JT like sucks compared to Rom now. And it's like we talk about this guy like he's on pace to be this all-time great man he's not even close to on like he may have adam scott's career if he's like if that's the pace he's on like he's not gonna sniff rory at this pace he's not gonna sniff dustin johnson at this pace and we have colin sitting here just sitting here who has won about 20 percent of the fucking majors that he's played in (laughs) and is actually on pace to be one of the five to 10 greatest golfers of all time. And it's like, he's a fucking afterthought. I do. I feel like people are so quick. They want to anoint someone so quickly to be that tiger guy. And I don't think there ever is going to be one. I think the parody is too strong, but I don't know what it is about Rom. I don't know why people have glommed onto him. I, I I don't think he's more likable than Morikawa um but it's just it's so ridiculous to me i think we lose it's a bunch of guys that have never it, people <sighs> I don't want to say mean stuff, too, going. but no, keep it's going. just like it's the Rogers Brady thing where it's just like, oh, my God, this guy's so good. He's the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. But no one in their right mind doesn't think Brady's the goat at this point, because at a certain point, your resume matters. And at the end of the day, no one is thinking about backdoor top tens. They're thinking about fucking trophies. Ask Tiger. Ask Rory. Ask anyone. And the way that Rom gets talked about, it doesn't match up with his resume. It just doesn't. It does not match up with his resume at all. And all I'm asking for you to do, Rom, is to show me. If you're that guy that everyone talks about, show me. Do it. Right? Do it. Because the way you get talked about is not based in fact. It's buoyed on belief and your ability to finish 10th. And not lose strokes putting. That's yeah. all it is.
2: I, I, it's, I, I have one question to ask you, Andy. What do you have against people who survive club foot? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you're being really insensitive right now. <laughs> so, so, what's so funny is, like, look, so I'm a ROM guy, right? Uh, but I'm also not insane. Like, I'm not, I don't think he's ever going to sniff tiger. And the way you put it, the Rogers Brady debate. There is nothing that makes more sense in my brain than that. The same thing forever. Same thing with Peyton. Like, yeah, great. Peyton's talented. Have him fucking win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? He finally beat Rex Grossman. Like, what did that prove? Nothing. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's pretty spot on. I guess. Does it look, like I don't care how talented he is and how good he
2: is at. Tory Pines, he's six and a half to one this oh, week. So stupid. What? You
1: can't oh, wait, I, I've got one more gripe. And then I promise this is the end <laughs> of it. About it. But, but here's the thing about Rom and these odds too. And it's like, Oh my, there's, always a fucking excuse with this guy, right? So we go, let's go back to the fall swing. We go to Fortnite and the dude's, uh, he's six to one at the Fortnite and everyone's like, "Rom, Rom." I remember I went on Mayo that week and everyone's like, what do we do about Rom? Dude misses the cut, bricks the cut, trunk slams, and everyone's like, Oh, Rom was just he wanted to be in Napa with his wife to drink wine. And it's like, dude, have you ever listened to a fucking interview that this dude is given? Like, that's not in his DNA. Like the dude wants to win. He just wasn't good enough that week. And then he goes to fucking Spain and and everyone's like, oh, Rom Rom at his national open. Rom in his national open, right? Barely breaks 80, and everyone's like, oh, Rom was tired that week. Rom was tired that week. Really, guys? And then we get to the fucking Ryder Cup. Oh my God. And then we get to the fucking Ryder Cup, which I was there at, and we go to the Sunday singles, and Europe does not have a big chance to win on Sunday. Zero. But they have no, that's not true. That's I, not you,
0: true. Come on, you watched it. You knew they had they they would have had it was Okay. Mathematically, yes, but you know what I mean. Let me get to my
1: point. <sighs> They had to have the ROM match. That was the hinge match. They had to have the, the win, the true win probability. You're right. It was around like 13%, but he went off second or third. And if they got that ROM match, they had to have it. They had to have that match. And he got his fucking ass kicked. He got his fucking ass kicked. And he got his ass kicked by Scheffler again at the match play. Scotty and the Scheffler. narrative and the narrative coming out of that one was, oh, Rom was just tired from carrying the team on his back. He got his fucking ass kicked by Sheffler in a big-ass match. And then we go to Hawaii, and the narrative – he gets beat by Cam Smith. He's good in Hawaii. And people literally are saying, after Hawaii, I kid you not, this is a narrative coming out of Hawaii. Rom is so unlucky. Like, what does Rom – have to do to win and he gets his fucking he, he got beat again and yep. then the Amex it's the same fucking thing he's complaining about it. it's a it's a putting contest well guess what John Rom? you know what you're fucking signing up for at the Amex like make more putts you won this tournament the The year that you won this tournament guess what it was a putting contest too right so you it's so ridiculous to me how it just swings so far and I I'm sorry I'm glad you guys gave me this pl- platform. I, I, I glad I got that off my chest, but it's just, there's always a fucking excuse with this guy. And it's like, win, just do it. If you're yeah. that good, then do it.
0: That, uh, and Just like that. we we won back Jeff Nagel after we trashed him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is, is like everything you say makes sense. It really does. It's uh, it, what's funny is I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't hear, I don't have, I, I don't hear like the people make any excuses for him, I guess, but yeah, if people are making excuses for him. I mean, that's some soft ass bullshit. You know, you know what I mean? That's crazy. But yes. yeah, yeah, this that that's that's society now though, and that's that's sports, right? Everybody's looking to christen the new Michael Jordan, the new Tiger, the new Brady. Like it's godrail to the godrail. One year is this guy, next year it's that guy. One year it's this guy. It, it's it's fucking oh, stupid. But
1: let me ask you guys this: Why don't people feel that way about Morikawa? Oh, I think it's because he's is it because he's bored. Like, why don't people love Morikawa?
2: I, I fucking love Morikawa. I think it's I think it's because he doesn't wow people off the tee. I think that's why. Who cares? I think, I, I think it's because everybody it, it's like chicks dig the long ball, and like I think just. Morikawa is stuffing irons over and over in the greens isn't as marketable and as interesting as just somebody saying oh he hit this 325 350 and like i mean i and, and and the narrative too behind rom just getting the covid and then winning the us open it was mainstream and yeah. i think just people just loved it i mean that was a giant like i'm going to bet this for the narrative i don't care about the
0: number hey, I, think, some, I think i think stuck people i feel attacked steve
2: No. And,
1: and, and by the way, guys, like I'm going to, people are going to say, Oh, you hate Rom. Like you hate Rom. You hate the person. No, like I'm anti-perception of Rom. Like I, I think Rom's a great interview. I think he's really thoughtful. I think he's really eloquent. I think he's well-spoken. I like listening to him talk. I think he's a tremendous golfer um, that is in the conversation for the best player in the world. And I love the way that he handled the COVID thing and took that on the chin. He said all of the right things. Um, It's just the perception has gotten out of control. That's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing back on. But I I agree with you. I I think he's fine on the likable scale, but I don't think he's more like, I don't know. Is he more likable than Victor Hovland? He's, he's clearly more likable than JT. He's clearly, he's clearly more likable than, Morikawa I guess. I don't
0: think I don't think he's more likable than more. Morikawa's starting to come out a little bit more too. You gotta figure this is a young ass kid, Morikawa, you know what I mean? He's getting all these cameras shoved in his face and he's winning majors. And you know, maybe he maybe he's he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit, like even with that one yard uh, European thing that he did with Hatton and uh, and Rory the other day. And he's he interviews real well. And I, I don't know, and the whole story was like fiance, he's letting like it in. He's gonna is he gonna be on the Netflix thing?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
0: So, I, I, dude, I think Morikawa was super likable. The kid fucking won the British Open the first time he showed up there. The the drive that he put for the eagle uh, to win uh, to win his other mate, the PGA, was one of the best fucking golf shots I've ever seen in my life. Like,
1: yeah, you can't you can't fucking tell me that Rom's best day is that much better than Morikawa's nah, best we'll day because when not, Morikawa has it on a string, it's fucking silly. So you think that it's it's just. It's the data golf generation, right? Probably it's it's people that learning about golf was a late adopter to analytics, right? So this all came very quickly and analytics has taken control like really big. And Steve, you know, I'm the biggest stats guy you'll meet. I have so much respect for it and I love it too. But I think people are confused about what strokes gain means. Yeah,
2: no, it, it, it's a, it's basically a measure of just, what you do per round and somebody can look at it and say, okay, you're gaining 1.7 strokes per round. That's great. That's probably like top five on the PGA tour. But if you look at just at a tournament and what 1.7 per round actually means, it's like T 18. Like you have to have like upside. It's just your average, your baseline. And you're right. Rom is a really good player who is good at a lot of things, but I can't point to something he does and say you're definitively the best. And I can't say his ceiling is higher than JT's or
0: Morikawa's or DJ on his best day. Or, I honestly, you know, all that stuff. If you, I like, I would, like if you put a gun to my head, who has a higher ceiling Rama or Morikawa, I would say Morikawa, like gun to my Absolutely. head.
1: Like, okay. Who, most people wouldn't.
2: That's, really? that's bizarre to
0: me. It is, but it's just a deal. Like, so you, like, listen, I, and I, I know I make jokes about uh, Steve being a stat nerd and shit, but obviously I love stats too, right? I'm a finance guy. Like, I understand it. Like, like, I use it to make my decisions, right? To, to, to basically verify what my gut's telling me, right? Spin the numbers sure. to whatever yeah. narr- narrative that I want it to come out as, because you can make numbers lie. Um, and, and so I loved Ron because I like the fiery athlete right i like the guy who loses his temper i like i like the dude who it seems like the only thing he wants to do is win you know what i mean and like it eats him up and he's snapping clubs like that's the fucking type of guy i want to watch because i want when i have money on somebody i want it to seem like that's the most fucking important thing to him too does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense and uh, listen I'm high on Rom's talent too. Yeah, like yeah. I think that Rom, if you wanna, if you wanna give me any player moving forward, like I'd take Morikawa. But I think yeah. you could, you know, Rom's close, right? He's 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 in that he's in conversation.
0: conversation. Top, five, top five conversation.
1: I'm I'm literally only asking for the resume to match up with how he gets talked about. And and that's why I bring up the Aaron Rodgers thing is this was a Rogers Brady thing for a while. And then it got to a certain point where the Rogers people it's like, why haven't you won more playoff games then? Like yeah. if he's that good, like why haven't you won more playoffs game and the argument loses. Like you can't you can't really make it anymore after a certain point. Yeah. And we're getting to that territory with rom where it's like okay, if you want to say that he's super talented, that's awesome, but his resume, like what he's accomplished on a golf course, it's not the way you guys are talking about him. And that's all I, that's all I'm asking.
0: yeah for. No, I would agree with that. It doesn't
1: just, mean he can't do it, by the way. No. It doesn't mean he can't do it, but he's got to get busy. He's got to yeah. get busy and he could win a major this year and two other times, and I'll think of him completely differently. I just want to see him do it.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And so uh, I mean, it's kind of like like me, you talked about it before. I know I talked about it with, with Dangles with Xander, right? It was the same thing with Xander for me. I'm like, I don't understand why his number is always so short. Like, his, yeah. resu- his resume doesn't equal it. And you're right as far as Rob's resume. It definitely doesn't equal a fucking six to one in a field like this. It's fucking stupid. Oh, it's it's, it's absurd. He was six to one last week. So dumb. So.
2: All right. So All right. Why don't we take one more break? This went off the rails. I'm so great sorry. No, this, no is, this, is, that, it, this is what it's, for. This is what it's our, for. Our listeners are going to eat this up. It's great. <laughs> so. All right. Why don't we take one more break and then we'll
0: go over uh, quickly our outrights for the yeah, week. That's right. All right. Fantasy season may be over in the Bills season two, Jay, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download the free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. Uh, you can enter the their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because you can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way too. See, Jay, it is about you, man. Send in, send, in, send in money to Wolfson's Children's Hospital for your losing bills bet. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's totally free to play, and you'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. Uh, download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And, of course, do not forget to go download the SGPN app um and listen go toss us a review um you know they do help out the podcast tell your friends family whatever um if you're a dj betting on golf you know some other guys that you golf with uh make sure they're listening to it man okay all right why
2: don't we go over our outrights for the week andy why don't you kick it off who uh what bets you got laid down to uh, take this tournament down
1: burger 22 bryson 22 rose 65 wolf 70 that's
0: okay it. i like it okay. all right capper what do you got all right, so I'm on Burns, 22. I know it's a terrible number, whatever. Uh, I'm also on Bryson, 22, because I think the number's wrong. Um, and you're going to feel like an asshole if he goes out and beats the field by six, and you didn't jump on a number that wasn't in, starting with a one. Uh, then I'm on Homa uh, at 60, and Finau at 33. Okay. All right. So I got Burns a little better number. I got 25 for Burns. Okay.
2: Got Finau at 33. I talk about, we talked about them already. I talked about Shuffler, too. I got him at 34. We had to talk about Jay. I got a decent number thirty-two. So here's the thing about him: like, I I, like the results at Tory don't really match the full story. So he was, I mean, he wasn't really in the mix of the U.S. Open. He's five back heading into Sunday. He just had a really bad final round. And if you remember last year at, like, at the the Farmers, he was out of it, but he had that front nine thirty to get within, I think, two a read, and he just completely imploded on the back nine. But you kind of look at some of the things he does well, like he's got adequate length, you know, it's pretty consistent off the tee, good long iron numbers, you know, good around the green. You know, I mean, I've seen, again, like the, the pure Poe numbers, it's kind of a small sample size, but I've seen some pretty good rounds with him. So maybe he can just put it together for four days, you know, who knows? And then, Andy, I'm with you. I saw that Wolf 70 to one and I just took it. I, I think if you like Bryson this week, I think you gotta like Wolf, and he's at seventy. So yeah, I mean, I.
0: I so Wolf I, got steamed. up by the time I even looked at it, it was like fucking fifty-five, and now it's back. And now it's down to fifty. So it's like, do well, I play it? early bird gets the worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, fuck it. I, I deal with offshores because I live in stupid fucking Florida. That is right. true. So all
2: right, want to close the show? Andy? You got anything to plug? Of course he does. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so. Uh, inside golf podcast episodes every Sunday and Tuesday. Um, the scramble with Rick Gaiman every Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, I write an article for Odds Checker. I write two articles for Odds Checker as well. Um, I do like a round one matchups one and then a midway report where I talk about live outrights on Friday night. That usually comes out Saturday morning. Um, Back on San Diego local television uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> on, uh, on Friday morning. And if any listeners are at Sori this weekend, uh, I'll be there all day Friday and Saturday uh, with Rick, who is probably more recognizable than than me. But but come say hi. And uh, ADP lack sports on on Twitter.
2: Yeah, definitely check out the Tuesday Scramble, by the way. You guys have really good rapport. I definitely like that. It's, it's nice uh, on my lunch break to kind of have that on and uh, listen to you guys chat. You guys you guys do a pretty good job with it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no problem. I, I listen to the Friday one. I, I haven't caught the Tuesday one yet. I'm usually too busy. The Friday one is complete golf day for me, so I definitely check into the Friday one. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, Steve, you got anything else? Bubba? No, let's close the show out. All right, that's it. You know where to find him, man. He is Twitterless Steve. He's on the Slack channel. You go to SportsGamingPodcast.com. Click on any of his articles and follow the link. Uh, we get a lot of banter in there. Um, some sharp guys uh, in there as well, kicking around a bunch of bets. It's a fun, uh, fun sweat, um, typically every day because we always get some action going on. Uh, you know where to find me, Boston underscore Gapper. And uh, I'm going to make my first attempt at, uh, at a quote. Tweet uh, like a meme thing this week. And and I'm going to try to grab some audio. So you sound tuned. like my dad saying yeah, that, man. Yeah, listen. So is there
1: tuned. a way to clip, is there a way to clip part of the ROM thing?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you offline about that. Make sure uh, make sure I have your permission. I will definitely clip some and, and, and send some over to you. OK. <laughs> oh, so, 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 so I'm learning how to use these new tools, uh, seeing how okay. uh, I have to. Uh, I have to learn how to be on social media. Because uh, my back's heavy from having to carry the show on that side of the thing. So, uh, listen, let's go break them books again, motherfuckers. Let's go.